You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 54 of the PharmD Money Podcast. My name is Derek Delaney. I am your host. Thank you all for joining me today. A very common question I get from a lot of pre-retirees, so people who are still working, is always, what do retirees do with themselves once they get into retirement? What do they do? How do they spend their time? How do they stay busy? Because if you're a pre-retiree and you're specifically concentrated on your career, and a large portion of your day is devoted to that job and career, it can kind of be hard to imagine what life may be like once that job and career goes away and how you're going to fill that gap of time in your life once that job and career isn't there anymore to take up that precious real estate in your life, essentially. So a lot of people always ask, well, what do people do in retirement? How do they spend their time? How do they get to a point where they don't become bored? And That's a really interesting question because there's obviously no right way to answer that, but I have found just working with retirees and working with people in retirement that there are common things that a lot of them end up doing to fill that gap of time in their life that are more common than other things. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to walk through what I believe are five very common ways people end out solving that problem, which is how do you fill that gap? that exists now as far as time in your life that didn't before you retired because you had a job and a career to take that up. So the first thing I think a lot of people do when they get into retirement is they jump right in. And this one's interesting. I feel they jump right into activities they did when they were a kid that they had to stop doing once they became an adult and got a real job. And I live in the Midwest. So a lot of my clients before they got to retirement, when they were kids, a lot of my retiree clients when they were kids grew up on a farm. And I have found that when they don't have to work their regular jobs anymore, when they fully retire, they like going back and doing the type of work they did when they were kids if they have a farm to go back to to work on. And a lot of the time it's not as rigorous as it once was, but they like going back and maybe getting their hands dirty and doing some of the stuff they did as kids, just not at the type of strenuous level they probably did it when they were younger. For example, you may go back to the farm and you may work cattle for two or three days a week, every other week, or you may go back to the farm and you might clear a grove of trees that fell down because of a storm that went through earlier in the week. You know, just random stuff like that. It's nothing that has to get done at any given time, except for the cattle stuff, but it's things that they know they can do if they get bored to end out filling their time and again, a lot, of, a lot of people don't have that opportunity to do it because the farm they grew up on a long time ago isn't there anymore. Or maybe it was sold off, but I find that the ones that do usually end up going back and doing that type of work that they did as kids. The second thing I think a lot of people end up doing, or at least give it a try, is they really explore working with and potentially starting a business with an adult child. So this one is really interesting because There are a lot of planning factors that have to go into this that a lot of people don't consider 
before they jump in. And it's why I've had so many conversations with retirees about this. And really it all comes down to them wanting to spend more time with their kids and maybe spend more time with their grandkids, but do it in a way that's productive, not only for themselves, but productive for their children as well, while also providing that benefit of kind of being the buoy, the anchor of a new business, specifically from the financial end for their adult child. So if they can fill that role in those those ways for their adult child, that seems very, very enticing. Because one, you're finding a way to be productive with your time. Two, you're allowing yourself to spend productive time with your kids and potentially your grandkids. And three, you're acting in a role that is highly, highly needed, which is you have experience in life that maybe your adult child doesn't. And more likely than not, you have the type of financing and financial backing from a personal standpoint that maybe your adult child hasn't had yet. So you fill those three roles that can be very, very enticing to go into business and, and start a new business with your adult child because of those three things. So I have found that to be something that a lot of pre or a lot of retirees end up doing once they quit and fully leave that full-time job, the job that they've had forever. Another one, and a lot of people listening to this, if you are in retirement, you could probably relate. Another big one is you become basically a full-time daycare person. (laughs) I know a lot of retirees who still live close to their adult children and have absolutely no problem taking care of those grandkids while the adult children are at work. Everybody knows that daycare is extremely expensive right now and it's not getting any cheaper. And it's also really hard to find qualified daycare people, specifically in the moment you need them. There are a lot of places where you can get on a waiting list, but that wait list doesn't do you any good if you need daycare help tomorrow. And that's where a lot of grandparents who are typically in retirement can step in and provide that service for their adult kids and watch their grandkids while those adult children go to work. And I know a lot of people listening go, well, I don't think I could ever do that. This is not a full-time, full-time gig for a lot of people. It may be, you know, pick up the kid from school at 2.30 and watch him until 5 until either mom or dad gets off. Or maybe you watch the kid throughout the day for the full eight hours, but you only do that two or three times a week and the other two or three days a week, they have the more traditional daycare setting they are a part of. And what, again, what I have found just talking with people who find themselves doing this type of thing is it's great, but that type of work reminds them of their old job more than anything else from a restriction standpoint. Because now you are being counted on by somebody else that you care about. And their well-being is directly correlated with you being able to keep your word and watch those grandchildren and be that type of daycare that they need. And although it may sound great and it may sound easy and it may sound like a great opportunity to spend more time with your grandkids, just know that I have found, again, talking with other people, that that becomes a little bit of a burden and it's a burden they never bring up but it becomes a little bit of a burden because it's a restriction on their flexibility of time that they ultimately wanted when they decided to retire to begin with because you can't really make changes if you commit to something like that because those changes are directly going to affect the parents who are counting on you, which are ultimately your adult children. So just know of being a daycare person for your grandkids and being there for them for that child care is something you want to do. Make sure you have productive conversations with your adult children right away and set parameters so you don't lock yourself into doing something for a certain amount of time 
that you ultimately regret later on. Obviously, another big one are people take up hobbies. So this is where people get into things that they found themselves doing occasionally full-time in retirement. So you could be a person who during your working years, you like to golf maybe after work or golf occasionally on the weekend or something like that. And now you find yourself in retirement. You can get to the golf course every day and you start to become a better golfer. And that just makes you want to golf more. Or maybe you expand your horizons and give yourself approval to go to different golf courses around your area or around the country that you always wanted to visit and play on. You know, other hobbies could be maybe you get into a band. I know there are, I can't remember what it's called, but I know there are ways for people to take advantage of um, places where you can actually show up and be put into and become part of a band. So if you played an instrument in your entire life, but you never had the opportunity to play in front of somebody, that could be an opportunity. And then finally, I know a lot of people who get involved with their church. They grew up with their church. They grew up in the church. And now that they have more time, they want to give back more to their church. And retirement's a perfect opportunity to do that. So regardless of what your hobbies are, a lot of people in retirement take those hobbies and they turn them to 10, where they they really focus a lot of their time on those hobbies more than they ever had before. And they find a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment in doing that. And then finally, the last area where I have found a lot of retirees are focusing more of their attention, which is phenomenal to see, is when it comes to their own health. So I I can't remember where I read the statistic, but I have saw that a lot of those gym membership places like Anytime Fitness or Snap Fitness or, you know, Lifetime Fitness, places like that, have seen a dramatic uptick in older people getting memberships. And now there are financial benefits of doing that where health insurers will give you a discount if you go to a gym a certain amount of times during the month. And that's great to see because a lot of retirees are starting to build that into their everyday schedule. Where before they'd get up at 5.30 in the morning and prepare to go to work. Well, now they get up at 5.30 in the morning and they go to the gym. And then they come home, they have their coffee and they do their social stuff after that or whatever else they have going on. But they build that into their routine And that's great because one, it's awesome to have a routine you can always fall back on in retirement. And two, it's great when your routine is actually helping you and going to the gym and focusing on your health and getting in better shape and staying in better shape is a phenomenal thing to do as far as something to fill your time and keep your attention in retirement. So those are the five things that I think just off the top of my mind are probably the main areas people end out filling their time and finding enjoyment in retirement. And again, those are doing the same type of work you did as a kid, which you didn't do as an adult because you had a regular job, working with an adult child, maybe starting a business, being the daycare provider for your grandkids, picking up and turning that part-time hobby into a full-time hobby now that you have the time in retirement to do it. And then finally, concentrating on your health, getting in a rhythm, getting in a everyday, um, just doing, going to the gym every day, focusing on your health, eating better, picking up hobbies that are health related, like running or something else like that. So that's where I see people in retirement right now, filling their time. I know it depends on who you are and what you like to do, but that just gives you an idea of a couple things you could start concentrating on or starting to evaluate as far as things maybe you want to start doing once you hit retirement. If you're looking for more information about myself or the podcast, feel free to visit FarmD Financial Planning or FarmDFP.com for more information. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me discuss on this podcast, 
email farm or podcast at farmdfp.com. Otherwise, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.